Welcome to Question Period and the most wonderful quiz time of the year. That's right. It is time for the original annual CTV Question Period, the great political quiz. And look at the prize. Ta-da! This is where we look back at the crazy political year we had just before we jump off into what will be an even crazier election year ahead. And it is time to introduce this year's political combatants in our virtual octagon. From the Toronto Star, the stalwart scribe, the ripping reporter from The Rock, the relentless Tonda McCharles, yes. From the Globe and Mail, the news-busting newcomer, the Cambridge kid reporter, <laughs> Michelle Zilio. And the host of CTV's Power Play, writes like a butterfly, stings like a bee, the best guest from the West who's never repressed, the indomitable Don Martin. Okay. And finally, CTV News' senior political correspondent, the headline hogging, the plum in any scrum, by town's very own Glenn McGregor. Wow. That's all the time we yeah. have. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching. That's it. Woo. I've never all right. Call Glenn a plum before. <laughs> the plum, and what does that mean? That means you're handsome. Sweet. Oh, All right. Well, that's right. There. Sweet. All right. Uh, the pits, <laughs> <laughs> to warm up your brains, let's take a look back at 2018. I'll be at work tomorrow. I reject these accusations in the strongest possible terms. Very wise. This $4.5 billion investment represents a fair price for Canadians and for shareholders of the company and will allow the project to proceed under the ownership of a Crown Corporation. Ontario is open for business. I have come to realize over the past year that this party is too intellectually and morally corrupt to be reformed. Chasing politicians who are quite frankly demonstrating a contempt for the principles of law. The murder of Jamal Khashoggi is abhorrent and represents an unconscionable attack on freedom of expression and freedom of the press. Make no mistake. This price gap is a real and present danger to the Canadian economy. We have engaged with the Chinese officials to uh, determine what exactly uh, conditions are they being uh, detained under, why are they being detained. Okay, here are the rules before we get going. Each of you have a ringer. It's actually the exact same ringer. Please ring after I finish answering the question. I say that to no one in particular, Tonda. One point each if you now one point each for an answer. If you miss the answer, someone else gets a chance to steal. I may give bonus points just indiscriminately or split points if you say something witty or informative. Oh. Is that right? This is new. This yes. Is how Don's win. That's how Don's gonna win. win. We begin. Shall we begin? Uh, we begin today. Our topic one, category one, is the economy. How much is the federal deficit for this fiscal year? Michelle Zilio. $19 million. Tonda. 18.1. And it's billion. Billion. Not million. Sorry. (laughs) Million would think you'd be in pretty good shape. (laughs) (laughs) GM closed a plant in Oshawa. How many other plants did they close across North America? Tonda. Across North America, they closed four. Five. 
four others. Four others. Five. Yeah, well, that's four. She's right because I said yes. Gee, he said how many other plants did they close? That's four others. Question three. Come on, here we go again. How much did the government promise for the controversial media bailout fund? $595 million. Uh, yes. It's important to you. Oh. We don't get any of over, that. <laughs> uh, because you rang a second, over how many, how many years for a bonus point? Five years. Yes. Uh, okay. Question number four. How low did the Canadian oil, price of Canadian oil get this year? Don Martin from Alberta. Do you want the differential down south? How low? What's the lowest it fell? $15, $14. Nope. $12. It didn't get to twelve. Yep. It fell just under twelve dollars. Eleven forty-three. Yeah. I have to give so it close to enough. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. he rounded up and he gets it. Don. <laughs> I thought he had. I don't even remember. Number five. What major infrastructure project did the government buy for four point five billion? Michelle Zilio. The Trans Mountain Pipeline. Yes. Expansion. Here we go. Expansion. Yeah, Actually, they bought the pipeline. They haven't oh. paid for the expansion yet. Right. So you get deduct. I, I, I got zero. How do you get, do you get less than zero? This is like the price of oil. can fall low, low. Uh, how much money did Alberta Premier Rachel Notley say they were losing every day because of the oil prices? Don? $80 million. That's right. All right, let's move to trade very quickly. What does Canada call the new NAFTA agreement? CUSMA. C-U-S-A. C-U-S-M-A, the Canada-United States-Mexico Agreement, the new NAFTA. Right, and you rang in just almost on time, so what did the U.S. call it for an extra USMCA. Right. Okay. Excellent. You're hearing these guys. You're not hearing my bell ringing. I'm the closest guy. All right. I'll get okay, well, maybe you'll get this one. Weiner. Where, where was the new NAFTA agreement signed? Uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Yes. Oh. You have to hold Tom's hand. That's right. What's the name of suppressor? <laughs> what is the name of the U.S. trade negotiator? Robert Lighthizer. Robert Lighthizer. What is Clause 32 in the new NAFTA, also known as the Scoot Settlement Mechanism? Clause no. 32. No, 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 it's not. It's the clause that gives the U.S. or Mexico a veto uh, over a new deal or trade negotiations with a non-market economy, i.e., China. Wow. Mm. wow! Wow! Very detailed. Okay, let's go to the next one. Who are Canada's top three trading partners? U.S., China, and uh, EU. Yes. Wow. What two products did the U.S. Don, I'm going to give Don a shot. Come on. Come on. Steel and aluminum. Yes. 25% on steel, 10%. Oh, she gets extra points. She gets a point. Yeah. For okay, Let, let's just take a, a, a pause here because the economy has <laughs> become a, 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 obviously a huge, huge issue. Uh, and uh, Don, Don, let me start with you because, look, they signed the deal. The Trudeau government thought that was a big win, but they still have that those tariffs uh, hanging over it. Does this does the economy become the dominant election issue and maybe a problem for Justin Trudeau? Well, it certainly depends where you live. I right. mean, people in south southern Ontario around the Oshawa region, yeah, they're going to be feeling the pinch. Out in Alberta, yeah, Saskatchewan, yeah, but that's not really a big concern for Justin Trudeau's government. That's wipeout territory for them. Uh, but the economy as Every sign, I mean, Nick Nanos, our pollster, is pretty much convinced that looking at public opinion, the public expects a recession to hit. Even though Stephen Pollaz doesn't seem to see it that way, 
the publics get bracing for it. So I think that this is going to be a dominant theme going in. And governments, as you know, don't do well in elections when the economy is going into the and toilet. Lot, yeah, and there are a lot of signs globally, too, that there's a recession looming or at least a, a, a big dip. While here in Canada, the unemployment numbers are good well, for the, the government, yeah. right? And they're being jobs, mm -hmm. jobs are being created. Inflation is actually not rising as the Bank of Canada expected. It's kind of tapering off. Um, I think that I think this Trudeau government is very worried about it. They have to be able to prove that they're great economic managers, not just holding a line. There, well, yeah, there's yeah. a disconnect between the headlines we get, the the, the things that look ominous, like the the tariffs mm -hmm. and uh, all the agony over over the new NAFTA agreement, uh, and it, what Zatanna said, these fundamental numbers, which are actually really good. Growth growth is continuing. Uh, unemployment, I think, is at the lowest rate since they started actually measuring. Four year low. Yeah, but 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 I mean, going back. Many years, like the, the consistently low unemployment. So, that's that's the numbers I think that ultimately will uh, affect re-election chances, not necessarily some of the headlines that are driving. Michelle, but then you've got Andrew Shearer who's banging away at the deficit, the deficit. Justin Trudeau did snap that promise that he said, "Oh, I'm going to balance the books by this year." Not even close. Nineteen billion dollars, or eighteen point one, if you want to take the quiz. Um, <laughs> do, do deficits become a big problem? Well, it's a simple way of communicating the message to Canadians, and the Conservatives have made it very clear that this is going to be one of their main election platform points, is going after that, you know, no plan to balance the budget, this, you know, massive... 18.1 billion dollar deficit, which is double the 10 um, billion that the Trudeau government ran on. You know, with a promise to balance by 2019. Well, we're heading into 2019 in a couple of days, and it's they're nowhere near what they promised. But what do they do if the economy starts tanking? This, you, your deficits are there for bad times, not for good times. They blow them their water on the good times. How do you start turning that deficit reduction into a deficit increase without really infuriating the public, and then they can question the whole deficit strategy? They, they measure a because the now, now their measurement is debt as a, as a percentage of GDP, and that's actually a valid way of doing it. And there's an open question about whether Canadians really care about deficits anymore. I mean, it was something that was, it was electric politically in the 1990s. But now, maybe not so much. Yeah. The, other th the other question around this is, yes, I think the Conservatives will try and make the argument that uh, they have no plan. But the, the, the flip side of that is that if the Conservatives are going to say, we can balance the budget, the big political question is, where do you cut? And what services do you eliminate across the board? Those are huge numbers. And so if the economy dips and then the Conservatives are in the position of saying where they're going to cut further, I think that could politically be very tricky as well. Well, yeah. this is the danger of running deficits as Don said when the rainy day comes what do you yeah. what do you do about it all right yeah. uh, we got to take a break let's look at the standings before we go to break Michelle and Don are tied for last. third for third not last third still a, <laughs> still a medal with two points in second place we have Glenn with five points and so far in the lead going into round two is Todd and McCharles with seven. Still a close race. Remember the score. No, take no, no. Take it now. Lots to come. No, we'll take a break. Underdog. When we come back, we look at foreign affairs. Stay right here for the great annual political quiz. <laughs> Welcome back to Question Period's Great Political Annual Quiz. Look at what's at stake here, folks. They want this so badly because it's valued at priceless. All right, now let me reintroduce our combatants, Tanya McCharles, Michelle Zilio, of course, the great Don Martin, and, and the, plum the other... And the plum in the scrum. The plum in the scrum. 
Glenn McGregor. Never that was a compliment. I, I, I took it as such. All right. <laughs> Foreign Affairs. Foreign Affairs. Foreign okay. Affairs. Here, are you ready? Ready. How many countries did Prime Minister Justin Trudeau visit in 2018? Okay, fine. Do you, he, went to, he went on 14 to 14 countries, but he went to two twice, so 12, right? Lima, he went to twice? He went to Paris and London twice. We, oh. the end? That right, is correct. So yeah. That is correct. 12 right. countries. 12. 12. That's huh. right. 14 trips, 12 countries. Wow. Okay, Glenn, you if you can name them, six of them, go ahead. Uh, he went to uh, he went to Peru. Yes. Uh, he went to Argentina. Yes. Uh, he went to France. Yes. He went to the United Kingdom. Yes. He went to the United States. Yes. You have one more, and you get the point. And so did he go to China this year? No. 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 Michelle. Argentina. I said that. He said, he said that. Oh, Singapore. 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 He did. Okay. There you go. He I also went like, to yeah, Switzerland. India, Singapore, Papua New Guinea. How can we forget India? Yeah. India. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a stain to my memory. That's because it seems like, yeah. Name the, here we go. <laughs> okay. Name the convicted attempted murderer who got an invitation to dinner with Justin Trudeau in <laughs> India. Well, Sorry, I totally broke the rules there. That's okay. You got it. I'm There's a lot of comeback. You knew that was going to be on the list, oh. right? Name the cabinet ministers who accompanied Justin Trudeau on this trip to India. Michelle. Bartis Chagger, uh, Amarjeet Sohi, Harjit Sajjan. Uh, Two more. Francois-Philippe Champagne. No. Oh. Go ahead. Freeland. Yes. Navdi Bains. Yes. I will give one point for each of them. Everyone. Uh, I should was get there one, one just more? for fun. <laughs> Sohi Chagger, Baines, Duncan. Duncan. Ooh, really? Christy Duncan. Duncan. Christy Duncan, Sajjan, and Freeland. Uh, are you ready? Name the Chinese telecom company at the center of the Canada trade dispute. Michelle. Huawei. Yes. And thanks to the Global Mail's reporting, we have yes. been... Uh, <laughs> Don, extra point if you spell Huawei. H-U-A-W-E-I. Yes, nice. extra point right there. I think five Name points. the Huawei executive who was arrested on extradition charges. Glenn. Meng Wangzhou. Yes. What's the name of the London, Ontario company building light armored vehicles being sent to Saudi Arabia? Here, this is your neck in the woods. General Dynamics. No, yes. no, no. Yes. General Dynamics Land, Land Systems. systems. Oh. GDLS. Point, point. One, one. All, all, it is a separate company, actually, but I will give one point to Michelle because we have we generally say General Dynamics, but you're right, Glenn. That, that Don't be pedantic of, about it. But no, but it, it is. Pedantry is the heart <laughs> of journalism. <laughs> Careful now. Um, <laughs> get a plot Name point. the two Canadians detained in China on a warrant. There are three Canadians yes. in China. There are three, right? Michael Spavor, Michael Kovrig, and Sarah McIver. Oh, yes, that's excellent. Mm -hmm. Well done. I'll give you two points because I said just name two of them and you did three. How many people were on the list of sanctions in Saudi Arabia? You stumped oh. us. I got it. Tonda. 17. Yes. Oh, hold on. Which world leader did U.S. President Donald Trump say he was in love with? Don. Kim. Young. <laughs> Uh, who did names. Russian President Vladimir Putin high-five at the G20 summit? Don. Crown Prince uh, Salman. bin Salman. I said Salman. Crown Prince. MBA. I'll, I'll give you one point each for that. <laughs> what country did Canada send troops to this year? Glenn. Molly. Molly. Bonus. How many troops? Michelle. 
250. Yes. And that brings us to the That was good. Wow. That was fun. That was, well, look at how she ends on a high uh, note there. Uh, let's, let's talk about uh, earlier, Tonda, we talked a bit about the, the obviously the big, um, the, the battle, the conflict between the U.S. and China. Now Canada's been dragged in the middle of this, obviously, with the Huawei executive that we've detained at the behest of the United States. What's Canada's role here now that the Chinese are literally plucking Canadians off the street, quote-unquote, in retaliation or not? Obviously, it looks like that. What's Canada's role here as we're trying to pursue free trade with China? Clearly, we're isolated and jammed between the two big superpowers. But I think there are a lot of people talking about how Canada needs to rally multinational allies behind it to argue, to argue to China that this is not what rules-based order looks like and you think you want to be a part of the global community, um, the World Trade Organization, all these big international groups, not if you don't follow the rules. So I think Canada's role is really to rally G7 allies and UN allies behind it because as a middle power, what can we do? China doesn't give a rat's patootie about us. The Prime Minister needs to take a position on this as soon as possible, figure out what he's going to do about Huawei, and then uh, you know develop some form of a China policy so that they can navigate this relationship that's complicated by Donald Trump. Well, Michelle, you've hit it, and Don, this is where the grist really hits, because uh, Justin Trudeau's going to have to make a decision on whether to let Huawei, the telecom company, 5G. join us in the next generation of wireless on the 5G, right. and he's got to figure out if Canada, Canadians have an appetite for a free trade deal with China. Are those things now kind of changed now, the calculus? Well, our role's clearly between the superpowers, we're collateral damage in this. Let's put that away, and there's not much we can do about it. But we can enact a small measure of, of protest by doing exactly that, joining the rest of our Five Eyes allies and saying, the Huawei technology is not coming into the 5G telecommunications network. My goodness, I know there's no proof that draws lines between Huawei and the Chinese Communist Party, but my goodness, just judging by the reaction the Chinese had, you've got to think that they're basically protesting an arm of the government. I think they, I would argue that the government really doesn't have a choice. Okay, and the other big one is Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. and, and Glenn, Justin Trudeau was saying, he told us on CTV question period, well, I might, we're looking into canceling the light armored vehicles. Uh, we don't know if he's going to do that. Andrew Shear is now saying, don't cancel those, cancel importation of oil. What's the policy uh, alternatives for him vis-a-vis -vis Saudi Arabia. It's hard to say because we haven't seen the contract and we don't know how stiff the yeah. penalties are. We're getting a, a you know, sense now that maybe Saudi Arabia is behind on their payments, so that might be giving them some, a window to, to, to do that. Uh, but it looks like they were locked in by whatever this agreement was that was made by, and to be clear, it was the Harper government that, that signed the contract, right? So uh, I, I, I don't think Trudeau wants to risk the job losses in Ontario that would come from canceling the contract. Uh, it's, it's the Saudis would barely notice. I, I think they would they would go source their armored cars somewhere else. So, but but Christian Freeland and this government in particular has have been applauded by, you know, by magazines around the world and, and human rights um, experts as being you know really having principled foreign policy. And if that foreign policy is really principled, then we're having some issues here in Saudi Arabia. You know, we see Canada speaking out against the jailing of. Of a blogger speaking out against the killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi, but now we're still not quite sure what we're going to do about this about this arms deal. So it's it's a difficult. I agree. It's it's a difficult one because of the jobs in London and you know the, the size of the deal and and the the billions that'll be involved with canceling the contract. But there are there's political hay here for for Andrew Scheer because we are importing eighty thousand barrels a day from Saudi Arabia. Right. That, that the optics of that with the crisis in Alberta don't look good for Justin Trudeau. No, and that's a lot of pressure coming from Alberta. Stop that, but. 
How do you get Alberta oil there? Yeah, right. They've killed the Energy East pipeline. Right. There's no mechanism to replace that Saudi oil with Alberta oil, so I think they were stuck. All right, uh, we got to take a break. Let's look at the standings. Oh, no. In fourth place, <laughs> Don By has himself. five points standing alone. Uh, Glenn is in third with nine. Tonda has ten. Wow. And newcomer Michelle Zilio pulls in the lead with 11. Wow, turned it on. There. When we come back, the scrum and the contestants talk about the opposition. Lots more to come on the great political quiz. Stay right here. Welcome back to Question Period's great annual political quiz. At stake, this priceless trophy, possibly even a round of drinks, but we're all too cheap to do that. So back again, Tonda McCharles, Michelle Zilio, Don Martin, and Glenn McGregor. We are now at the opposition, the other parties as we head into an election year. So are you ready? Question one. What seat is Jagmeet Singh planning to run in, Michelle Zilio? Burnaby South, formerly Kennedy Stewart's. That oh is my right. God, how many points do you want? Just for the record, <laughs> what former NDP MP is thinking of running in Burnaby North? Yes. Sven Robinson. Sven Robinson. And watch that file, Sven Robinson. Interesting. Uh, which NDP MPs are not seeking re-election? Tonda. Uh, Irene Matheson. Um, yes. Um, Finn Donnelly. Yes. And... Um, Lava Jair, yes, that's David, right. David Christopherson. Christopherson. Malcolmson. Malcolmson. It's a long line. And one last one. my points. One, no, that's point, point, point. Everyone gets a point. Okay. And the, whoever gets the last one. Uh, who are we forgetting? Uh, I'll give you Romeo, okay. Romeo. Le oh, Saganash. Saganash, John gets a point. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is the name of Maxime Bernier's new party? People's Glenn. Party of Canada. Yes, and uh, and how many BBC. people are in it? Right. One. <laughs> <laughs> one MP. One MP. Right. How many federal parties have seats in the House of Commons? Yes. Seven. Seven. That's right. Liberals, Conservatives, NDP, CCF, yes. People's Party of Canada, Bloc, and the Green. The CCF and, is and, very weird. And Independence, though, too, right? Well, how many have standards? Well, they're not they're, a, par they're they're not a party. party. Not party but uh, those aren't actual parties, though. The CCF is not a registered yeah, party. No, but it's listed on Elections Canada. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And he's listed on the current party standings yeah. in the House. Oh. Uh, uh, right. Oh, okay. We're going to give it to you. CCF MP, Erin Ware. Just to say CCF, you get a point. Who faced a revolt from her own caucus as the leader of the Bloc? Quebecois, Tonda Matron. Wow, bonus point if you can name the current leader. Oh my god. Oh, Eve somebody. Mario <laughs> 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 Beaulieu. Can you imagine oh, where we've all gone when they, they were the we don't know opposition? That it was a we don't even but know. But it's changed so much in the past year. Like they went, it was right, Maxine Mallet. Yeah. It went back and forth. Real Fortin led them for a while, you know. They See, changed their name. They had two Three quarters leads, two left. They all come back. It's incredible. That was the biggest story, non-story that we, you know. All right. Which federal leader got Married this year, Don. Like me, saying yes. And bonus: which federal leader got engaged this year? Elizabeth yes. May. Yes. And oh. which panelist got engaged on here? Yes. I like the flashing the bling. Eh? Yes, she got that down. Right. Elizabeth May got engaged this year. Okay. Which MPs got kicked out of caucus this year? Okay, Michelle. Oh, that was a. Tony Clements. Yes. Raj Graywall. Yes. 
There are more. <laughs> Aaron Weir. Aaron Weir. Okay, two points, one point. No, one and one. One point and one point. Aaron Weir. That's right. The CCF. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the CCF. There's five in that row, right at the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this year, this year. Max Bernier left. Max Bernier left, left but he wasn't kicked out. Clement, they, the ones who were did bad be had ba bad behavior. Oh. They, they quit. They left. Depends Dar on who you talk to. Kong. Kong. was last year. Last year. Okay. Which MPs face questions? on sexual misconduct allegations this year. Fonda. Tony Clement. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Kent Hare. No, that was last year. That was last year? Yeah. 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 Okay, hold on. Aaron right. Weir. Yes. Aaron Weir again. Aaron Weir again. And Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. Justin Trudeau, yes. Anyone else? Uh, Drouin. Sorry? And Francois Drouin. Oh, Francois. but that was... Well, it was an allegation. It was Drouin. And, 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 and it was Madame Moore. Yes. 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 Party's investigation cleared her. I don't know, but they just faced allegations. Same with Duran. Duran was completely clear. I'm just saying they had faced allegations. Which MP revealed he had a gambling problem? Yes. Raj Graywall. Raj Graywall. Which MP crossed the floor this year? Michelle. Oh, Leona Alislev. Yeah. You gotta be quicker. You're ringing. You gotta Leona be Alislev. It was on the tip of my Leona Alislev. That's Thank right. You. Name five new cabinet ministers. Uh oh. Tonda. Uh, Bill Blair. Yep. Um. Uh. Oh crap. Okay, that's your. Yeah, I've brain cramp. Philomena Tassi. Yes. New John Wilkinson. John Wilkinson. Fisheries. Yeah. New Heritage Minister. Oh, Pablo uh, Pablo, 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 Pablo Rodriguez. I'll give you a point. And, and Ms. Ning. Oh, Mary Ning. Mary, Mary Ning. 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 Yeah, Ning. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, let, what's the biggest oh, challenge gosh. for Andrew Shear this year, Don Martin? Biggest challenge? Well, I still got to get no one. I mean, even though he's had a higher profile, I think, in the last half of the year, certainly with the Alberta case, he's gone up and the deficit fight. But really, people still, he can walk down. I've walked behind him up, this, up through the tourist crowds on Parliament Hill, and no one stops for a selfie. No one really knows who he is. And he also has to frame exactly what he would do on the environment front. Justin Trudeau is scoring some traction by raising the fear that Andrew Shear doesn't have a plan. To deal with the environment. What they do have a plan to do, though, and they outlined this in the fall, which was really interesting, was, was their immig immigration platform. And they really heightened this debate at the end of 2018, calling on the government not to sign the Global Compact for Migration. And, you know, pushing Trudeau into not a corner, a corner he was happy to be in, saying, we are proudly signing this, we helped develop this, and we support safe, orderly migration and resettling the, the world's down, most vulnerable. Yeah. Numbers yeah. are down. The, They're the down. Is but the, the crisis is unpredictable, and it's also the winter. It's cold. If this spikes up in the summer, right as they're heading into a campaign, it's going to be a hot topic. But Tonda, uh, both on the price on carbon file with Andrew Shear's bet on that, sort of tied himself to Doug Ford, and on the border issue, he believes those are the hot button issues. Mm -hmm. Are those enough to chip away at Trudeau support and leapfrog over him? Well, it depends. Oh. If the Trudeau liberals keep kind of tripping up over things where they're seeming either tone deaf or arrogant, I think that can help. Andrew Scheer, yeah. um, because, you know, one of the things I was struck by at the latter half of this year is that, you know, I, I keep, we keep saying, to, you know, what's, why didn't they, what are they doing? Trudeau seems tone deaf on this, 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 Alberta's troubles, um, you know, a, a bunch of different issues. Uh, China, where's the Federal outrage? Wars, stuff right. like that, yeah. the veterans. So what, what it, 
where's the guy who had all that EQ? Where's the guy in 2015 who Canadians thought he is not Stephen Harper? He's got you know my interests at stake. He gets me. He gets the country. Where's that guy? You don't see him. So if they keep doing stuff like that over the course of the next year, I think that helps Shear. There's still a huge EQ deficit, though, emotional quotient deficit between him and Shear. I think Shear's got a real problem about likability. And, I, and I'm not sure that people, not only don't know him, as Don says, I'm not sure how they relate to him. He seems uncomfortable on television. Um, I, I think they've got to really work on that. And he's got problems in his office, too. They, they don't seem to have a real focus in that office. And, and it's fine to be, be going on the carbon tax, and the pipeline, they keep winning over the same voters in Alberta. Very, they, it, you, it, it, they, it, if they're going to expand right. the, the, the base in the next election, they've got to start appealing to those areas that Stephen Harper was able to win, those suburban areas in Ontario and in British Columbia. And, and I don't see that and, Harper, that, that, he's getting that better. Sure's doing. I don't notice he's getting he In the last quarter of the yeah. year, he, he came better. alive, it seems yeah. to me. I don't know why, but he's better on those yeah. feet in the house. Yeah. He's Except better in speeches. He still runs away from scrums. Yeah. And, and, yeah, you know what? Actually, in person, he's quite likable. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a lovely man in that sure. regard. Uh, but that only gets you so far, and he hasn't been able to translate it on the big stage. And Jagmeet well. Singh is very likable. Going nowhere. Well, okay, I, let, let me just take a look at the standings. We'll come back. I want to talk a bit more about the challenge for Jagmeet Singh. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the standings. Still in fourth place, Don, though. Got 11 points. Glenn in third with 14. Michelle falls to second with 16. Tonda pulls back in the lead once again with 20. When we come back, the quiz goes across Canada into the provinces. Stay right here. Lots more to come. <laughs> Welcome back to the great Canadian political quiz right here on Question Period. We are joined by Tanya McCharles from the Toronto Star, Michelle Zilio from the Globe and Mail, CTV's Don Martin from Power Play, and our political correspondent right here in Ottawa, Glenn McGregor. All right, round three. We go to the provinces. Are you ready? Oh, round four. Are we already in round four? Oh. How many provinces had a change in government this year, Michelle Zilio? Four. No. Three. 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 Don Martin. Can you name New them? New Brunswick, Don? Quebec, Ontario. Yes. Don gets two points. Um, name uh, the BC Green Party leader. The which? The BC oh, Green Party. Andrew Weaver. Yes. Darn, I couldn't hear the question. Name Green. the Premier of New Brunswick. Blaine Higgs. Oh, did you do that? Which province will have the next election? Yes. Alberta. Yes. Why did Ontario Premier Doug Ford threaten... To use the notwithstanding clause. Reduce the size of Toronto City Council. Reduce the size of City Council. After resigning as Ontario Progressive uh, Conservative leader, Patrick Brown ran for mayor and got elected in what city? Tom Brampton. Brampton, Ontario. Who is, oh, this is so tough. Who is the premier of Yukon? Yes. Sandy Silver. <laughs> Is that what you looked up? She before is so him? good. <laughs> Sandy Silver's right. BC had a Please referendum study. on what this year? Yes, don't. Proportional representative. Proportional representative. Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe is the leader of what party? Yes. Uh, Saskatchewan party. The Saskatchewan party. How many provinces are going to court to fight the carbon tax, Michelle? Two, Saskatchewan and Ontario. Which is the, was the first province to adopt a price on carbon? Oh. Glenn. British Columbia. No. Quebec. Alberta. No, Alberta. Alberta. I'll give you guys a tie because you said it, but you rang your bell. You I followed did. the rules. Look at that. But you're right. <laughs> Which European city saw massive protests after gas prices? Paris. You have to uh, 
wait to the question. Oh. So I'm going to give Glenn <laughs> a point for that because he knew it. Glenn knew it, and I'm giving Glenn a point for that because I'll wait till the question's over he, from now. I want telepathic points because I knew it. I know. The <laughs> environment minister was under fire in August for easing the carbon tax for who? Yes. Large emitters. Large emitters. Andrew Shear promised uh, uh, on this very program that his climate change plan would do what? Meet the Paris targets. Meet the Paris targets. What central part of Kathleen Wynne's, when she was the Premier of Ontario Climate Plan, did Doug Ford scrap? Glenn. Cap and trade. Cap and trade. Okay, uh, uh, let's talk about a discussion. The resistance. All right. That was a bad move, eh? Okay, McLean's Magazine has a cover where... Uh, Glenn, a lot of conservative premiers and Jason Kenney, who hopes to be the premier of Alberta in that, mm. in that coming up election, mm. stood with Andrew Scheer to say, we resist the price on carbon. Right. This becomes it. Does this help or hurt uh, either Trudeau and or Scheer? Uh, it's got to help Scheer a little bit, I think. I mean, those people have following. They carry some weight. Uh, but they're so offside with even like the business community and the, and the oil industry, which supports people in the, in, in the energy industry, support a carbon tax mm -hmm. mostly. So... Um, I'm not sure that they are representative of popular opinion on this. I think if you look at the polling data, you see consistently people are just generally supportive of carbon pricing. I think it was a really bad move by Scheer. First of all, he's putting himself in a pack of premiers, so he looks like another one of the premiers, and that kind of lowers his stature a bit. But secondly, what if these premiers, like Doug Ford, starting to get a backlash mm -hmm. in Ontario? Jason Kenney might have problems. So it looks like it's a group hug with people you might not want to be in a group hug with come next October. It's also, it's also a reminder, you know, Joe Clark often, you know, was accused of being the head waiter to the provinces, right? And I, th I do think that Canadians look to federal leaders to not be one of the premiers and to look after a national interest and to sort of, you know, uh, look more broadly across borders. And, and in that instance, I think you're right. He, he, he found himself in the company of people who he might want to be strangers with soon. And, and, and Stephen Harper never did that. I mean, he, was, he, he hovered above the premiers and mm -hmm. did not like it. He would do one-on-one -on -one meetings with them, but never, mm -hmm. maybe had one or two first minister's meetings in the yeah, nine years yeah, he was yeah. in power. But so Michelle, it, was it as much, not just about federal-provincial relations, was it as much about building a kind of narrative about the carbon price and trying to make this an election issue and using them as leverage to do it? Oh, totally. I mean, he's got his best allies there, but it doesn't make him appear very statesmanlike. And again, it puts him amongst the rest, and he's not appealing to, to new votes. And clearly, from the results of the last election, they need to be looking to those areas where the Liberals are and strong. let's face it, it's a bad optic. Five white guys in, in bad suits on the cover of a magazine um, who really uh, don't always, are not always going to have the same interests. And, and I think even there were several conservatives I spoke to who were a bit nervous already with how closely aligned uh, Sheer is with Doug Ford. Yeah, That's, their light bulbs yeah. are going off. Their warning sort of little hmm. spidey senses are going, hmm, might not be a good idea. I talked to someone that is going to run the liberal war room or one of the ones, right? And they're rubbing their hands. They love yeah. that photo. That photo is going to play yeah. into the narrative from them. The other provincial issue, and I, I wanted to circle back to Jagmeet Singh, is... He's got Rachel Notley, the NDP Premier of Alberta, who basically says never show up here again. And he's got an NDP Premier in British Columbia who he's clearly sided with on the Trans Mountain Pipeline. 
Uh, Tonda, let me start with you. I mean, Jagmeet Singh's got some real issues. What is the identity of the NDP? He's fighting with the two NDP premiers here. How does he negotiate that, and what does it say for his political fortunes? I don't think he's figured fortunes? it out yet. I don't think he's figured that out yet. Um, right now, it suits um, a lot of uh, the NDP MPs' purposes that all they do is have to do is oppose, because they're nowhere near oh. close to election readiness. So... For one, I think he has to exhibit some serious gravitas on federal issues. He, he still seems like someone who's so in love with Cycle Life as a movement, uh, Instagram, this, and blah, blah. It's like, you know, show up and have good critiques on important days like the economic update, like, you know, have... have, have have something serious to say on policy issues. They need they need a big policy issue, and, and I think it, they I think they've well I think they, they think it might be pharmacare. But that's going to be introduced and, and, before the election. Well, that's the problem. And the, the liberals have beaten their lunch exactly. repeatedly on that. And I mean, as the party transitioned from being a party of of big labor into later a party but more aiming towards the middle class, that's now they've lost that audience too. And so I don't I don't know where the votes are for them other than kind of on the fringes. Well, right now, he's just focused on trying to win this by-election and remain uh, the, leader of the, the leader of the party. I mean, he could continue on, but another major problem for the NDP beyond the policy question is the money question. There's not much there. I money mean, and candidates. Money, Candidate they're losing, losing, they're losing yeah. incumbent MPs, and so money, candidates, and policy. That's a pretty big package. And okay, should we look at the standings? Don had a very strong round. Oh, Moving in to a tie for third with Glenn, both at oh, no. 17 Strong points. Round, still last. Well, <laughs> Michelle has 19. Tonda maintains her lead. Dominance. With 24 points. The final round is next. We may oh, even do double round. points. Double point, double yes, the okay. final round is next. Stay right here yeah. on the political quiz on Question Period. Well, we are at the final round of CTV Question Period's great political annual quiz. Tonda McCharles is here. Michelle Zilio is here. Don Martin is here. This is a double round. Look confident, Don. Glenn McGregor's here. All right. This is the grab bag issue. Okay? We may award double points. Wit as well will be awarded. So if you read, so wit, we're going to count points. Here we go. Who was the whistleblower who revealed that people's Facebook data was being used for political gain? Tonda. No, it's gone. See that? Okay. Christopher Griffin. Walken. Wiley. We'll give it to you. Christopher Wiley. Because he sort of seemed like Christopher oh Walken. God. He did seem like it. When did, marijuana, when did marijuana become legal? Michelle Zilio. October 17th, 2018. How, how do you know that? Can I say? I don't know. Are you I had that one, too. It's, it's my son's birthday. Oh. oh. No, no point. point. <laughs> I she got a point for getting engaged. How much does the federal government spend on average on every irregular border crosser? $14,000. That's right. Name the convicted murderer who was sent to a healing lodge, Don Martin. Terry, Lynn, McClintock. I've been saying that answer every every. He studied that. Okay. <laughs> bonus, by, by the way, bonus point. What uh, province was the healing lodge in? Glenn. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Who won re-election as the uh, national chief of the Assembly of First Glenn. Terry Bilgard. Who is on trial for allegedly leaking cabinet documents? Michelle Zilio. Uh, Vice Admiral Mark Norman. Former. When will Former. the next federal election be held? Yes. October 21st. Uh, how much will it cost, allegedly, to renovate renovate 24 Sussex? Tonda. Uh, 
well, there's two estimates, 38 million or 100 million? No. Ah. 22 million? I thought no. it was 38. I thought it was 30 million. 34.5 million. Oh. That's yeah. the next question. Well, are you disputing there that? Were, no, there was a. Are you disputing that? Don't worry, uh, look at this. No, I just I, right. I want to do this so badly. I have a tiebreaker oh. question. Oh. What country did Canada send? Oh, we've done this one already. <laughs> I have another one. Name the Canadian in space right now. Don. Gavin uh, St. Yes. David. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. How, how long will it take to renovate the building behind us? Michelle, look, at least 10 years. 15. Probably 10. a lot Probably more. 20. I'm going for 20. <laughs> I'm going for 20. Which major event did Canada have an opportunity to host but turned down? When? Oh, oh but turned down? Turned down. I know. Come on, come on, come on. Dawn. Winter Olympics in Calgary. Oh. Yes. What year would they be held? 2026. 2026 yeah. for two points. Which governor general faced criticism over her expenses? Go on again. Caldon? Julie Payette. Oh, Julie Payette. No, Michael Jones. Michael Jones. Michael Jones. Adrian Clarkson. Adrian Clarkson. Clarkson. Wow. Over Adrian expenses. Michael Jones oh, yeah, yeah. did too, though, because this that's year? why she lost the the, the francophony. There was yeah. all these things. About, I would say Glenn right? gets another yeah. point. Yeah. Did you say Michael Jones? He did. He said it. Two point one point one point. We're gonna go back. I got the right answer. Well, everyone was right on that. Seems so political. Everyone, everyone wins. Uh, what is the Governor General's official residence called? Rideau Gates. Rideau Hall. No. Rideau Gates, no. Gates official residence. How many official apologies? How many official apologies oh. did Prime Minister Trudeau make this year? Oh, this year. Three. three. Yeah. Two. Three. No. It was three. Three. No. One. It was one. I can't oh. give you a point because it's the San Louis. It's the San Louis. It's the San Louis. Okay, I get a point for the San Louis. Chiefs. The Chiefs in uh, yeah. Alberta. Though. No, that was a year before. Who is the infrastructure minister? Who was or who is? Who is or what? Who is? Who is? Who is is uh. Oh, Pat. Yes, Michelle Zilio. Uh, what is Mary Ng's portfolio? Seniors. No, no small business. No, no, no. Small, small business. Minister of Small senior? Business and Export Pipeline. Um, what is, uh, oh, 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 who is seniors? It's, um. Oh, Tassi. 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 You can't yeah. ask your own questions and come up with your own answers. <laughs> I'm yes. give, I, you can't compare questions. Okay, I'm going to write my own questions, too. What is. What is the name of this show? We need a question for you. I would just say there's not a lot of eggnog being drunk between segments here. What is Bill Blair's full title? Minister of Border Security and Organized, no, yes, Border yes. Security and Organized Crime. No, organized Crime Prevention. Reduction. The reduction. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you time. I'll give time. I'll give the Minister of Organized Crime. <laughs> yeah, that is that's true. That's going to be problematic for them. Yeah. Minister of Cannabis. Okay. Okay. Minister of, uh, yeah. okay. Minister of now, Drunk Driving. We're at the end of the year. Some of, we've covered some of the biggest issues. I want, and, and we will do a show on the biggest issues going forward. The biggest political story of the year, I just want your take. Was it the trade deal, the NAFTA 2.0, as we'll call it, the Trans Mountain Pipeline, the carbon tax? Was it the situation in North Korea, the trip to India? Was it the Rohingya, the uh, Saudi Arabia, and all the controversy around that? Asylum seekers, the Terry Lynn McClintock. Uh, Biggest political story of the year. Anybody have a take? That you uh, well, there's no yeah. question, in my view, the, the whole Alberta dynamic, the idea of the pipeline that we had to buy and the expansion we have to buy. There's production cuts going on down out there. Uh, there's difficulty in getting that oil to U.S. refineries. It's, it's 
terribly discounted price. Alberta yep. is in, on, in flames right now, and, and I don't believe the separation thing is going to go too much further, but it's definitely there. We've so seen that's your biggest progress. political mine story is, of the year. Mine is, mine is the negotiation of a new NAFTA agreement. Yeah. Had yeah. That, that took up so much. It sucked all mm. the political oxygen out of this country for several months, and uh, beyond that, the year before as well. And I think that had they not gotten it, that would have been a massive thing. It's not through yet. No. It still, still faces a, a lot story. of challenges. So for me, that's the biggest political story of 2018. Michelle. Well, what a hot year for foreign policy. And I know we're heading into an election year where, you know, in normal elections, foreign policy don't, doesn't get people to the polls and get them really passionate. But this could be the case. And I just look at the Canada-U.S. relationship in general. If we had not signed a new NAFTA, where would we be now? That's an important question to ask. Navigating that relationship with President Trump, which will continue to happen through the election campaign, and I think you know that's that's been a, a major sticking point for Mr. Trudeau. I agree with both of them that, that definitely the foreign relations with the United States was the was the main story. All those topics you issue, uh, listed there, Christian Freeland had a hand in those, right? Mm -hmm. And so she, it's a fairly amazing that she handled all those foreign files and the biggest file. Uh, on the government's desk, the NAFTA thing. Uh, she's had, like her or, or not, she's had an astounding yeah. year, and we've got to start talking, I think, about what happens to her career after Justin Trudeau leaves. Yeah, she, she had a giant impact. I don't think we've seen a foreign affairs minister have that right. kind of impact. All right, are you ready now? This is what you've all been waiting for, the tallies to who takes home the coveted, no. the coveted question period cup. Here are the final standings for the great Question the period great, political the, quiz. This is so heavy. It's it looks off. like it's light. Oh. Are the you label ready? is falling off. Glenn oh. McGregor came in a very respectable fourth place with 25 points. Ooh. Tied for second. Michelle Zilio oh. and Don Martin tied with 27. And that means the big winner. And it is her second time winning. It is, of course the irreplaceable Tonda McCharles with Quite 30 nice. points. Overall, by the way, Tonda, it was a very close race. Thanks to all of you. It is harder than you think. Oh, yeah. Thanks to all of you who followed along. And by the way, thanks for joining us for another great season of CTV's Question Period. That trophy will be front and center on Tonda's mantle all year. <laughs> and we will be back. We have an incredible election Quality. year coming up. Uh, next week, we'll be looking ahead at the big issues. And we will see you back here in seven days. And everybody, Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy all the best. New Year. And John Martin will go out with him singing Old Lang Syne. No, we won't. <laughs> There's no points in that. We'll see you in seven days. <laughs> the game's over. Points.